And this is all happening because of a move that companies are making and one of the biggest developments happened in that this week. So Apple announced its first MacBooks that are running on a new chipset called the Apple M1. So far the company used to make MacBooks, Mac Minis and iMacs which would run on Intel's processors which were PC processors, but the Apple M1 is a mobile chipset. Essentially it's sort of like the same processor that runs inside an iPhone. And mobile processors are known for their efficiency. Think back to your phone, the phone you have in your hand right now or the one you're probably listening to this podcast on is actually much more powerful than the PC you grew up with. And this is all possible because some years back companies like ARM advanced risk machines figured out a way to put an entire central processing unit which is like that big box you used to have with computers everything inside that was being put on this tiny chip which is called a system on chip or a chipset and over the past decade companies have figured out ways to make these tiny chipsets even more power efficient for instance the new M1 is built on something called a 5 nanometer fa- fabrication process Basically the nanometer here refers to the size of the transistor that is on the chip. Transistors are sort of like the basic building block for computers and the rule of thumb is that the more transistors you put on a chip the more powerful the chip and of course the smaller the transistor the more of them you can pack into one chip. Now even though mobile chipsets have been getting powerful for a long long time they weren't quite ready to take on PCs in a way if you think about it software like photoshop you know movie editing tools other video editing stuff even games there's a stark difference between what you can do on a PC and what you could do on mobiles and the reason for that always was the fact that mobile processors couldn't generate the amount of power that the PC processors could what apple is essentially saying is that now they can and while they can provide that power they can also be much more efficient for example they announced a macbook air a 13 inch macbook pro and a mac mini which will all run on the new m1 chip and they're saying they will all be more powerful than their predecessors that is the intel versions of them now apple doing this is a big deal because apple's devices are often used by creators in fact if you've ever been to a studio or you've met any of the creative professionals you'll see that most of them do prefer macs and that's because the software does run better in macs and they have overall come out to be very very powerful so essentially if apple can prove that this works then it will be pushing the top of the market towards these mobile processors and when the top of the market moves like that then eventually people start moving 
across the board. But there's a catch in all of this. Apple is not the first company to do this. Microsoft and Windows PC makers like HP and Dell, they've actually been doing this for about a couple of years now. And while they've made Windows devices on mobile chipsets, they haven't really worked as well. The primary reason for this is because PC processors use a different system architecture than mobile processors. So basically all the software that is designed for PCs are based on this PC architecture. So they have to be adopted for the mobile architecture, which hasn't been done well. Now Microsoft built something called an emulator, which is sort of like a software interface that plugs the gap between these two architectures. And it's meant to make the task easier for developers. But it hasn't worked as well in practice. Apple, on the other hand, is saying that their emulator, which is called Rosetta 2, is going to work very well. Now, it's worth noting that Apple has done this once before. They did move from PowerPC to Intel back in 2005, and they did build an emulator at that time. Also, the fact that Apple has much closer control over its ecosystem, so it controls the hardware, which is the processor, and it controls the software, which is in the iPhone's case, it's the iOS. In the tablet's case, it's iPad OS. And in the case of Macs, it's Mac OS. Having this sort of vertical control over its ecosystem does allow Apple to do things faster. In this case, like make the adoption process faster. But again, this is something that we'll have to wait and watch. One thing worth noting is that one of the reasons why iPhones always come out ahead of Android phones when it comes to, you know, power and performance is this vertical ecosystem. It's because everything is so closely integrated in iOS that they can just work much better. And Apple is promising the same. But enough of that technical jargon. What does this mean for you guys? For us, the regular user, at the moment, it probably means nothing because these PCs will still take a while to pick up. For example, Apple itself says that the transition to this M1 or Apple Silicon as it calls it, this transition to mobile processors will take about two years. That's what it expects. But in the long run, if mobile processors can work, one thing it of course means is you get much more battery life. For example, Apple is claiming that the new 13-inch MacBook Pro, which runs on the M1, will have 17 hours of extra battery life. Also, it brings you LTE connectivity because of course these are mobile chipsets, so they are meant to work with, you know, LTE and in the future 5G connections. Third, the fact that because these chipsets are more power efficient, they don't need the big batteries that go inside laptops. As a result, your laptop gets lighter because, well, you can basically have a palm-sized battery. Or even if you have slightly bigger batteries, they don't have to be as big as laptop batteries. Also, your apps will start syncing better across devices. Because basically the operating system that is working across devices will also be closer to each other simply because they're running on similar hardware. So mobile games could ideally be played on PCs as well and vice versa. Now we'll all have to wait and watch how this pans out. But this is a big step for the future of PCs, primarily for countries like India as well, because mobile chipsets cost just about $100-$150. 
which cuts a huge cost out of making PCs. And as a result, in the long run, the expectation is that PCs will also get cheaper. Apple isn't setting the trend for that. The new MacBook Air, for example, starts at about 92,000, while the new MacBook Pro will start at around 1,23,000. So pretty much what you expect from Apple. But in the long run, you do expect other PC makers and all who make on Windows. You never know, maybe Apple will open its ecosystem. It won't, let's face it. It's Apple after all. But other PC makers might use the fact that mobile chipsets are better and they can make cheaper devices. Of course, this will also mean that tablets can work more like PCs because essentially this is PCs that sort of work like tablets but also keep elements of PCs. We'll find out. But like I said, at the moment, this means a lot for you. We'll just have to wait and watch how adoption happens and how well all of these devices work. But think back to things like the Indian government's Akash tablet, which they had once tried. There are also a lot of PCs that IITs and all have made, which cost as low as 10,000 rupees or even lesser. If Microsoft and Apple and other big companies can figure out how to really make PCs on mobile chipsets, then these smaller players in countries like India, they could actually really make low-cost devices which do not lead to as much of a compromise as the Akash tablet or some of these PCs that come out of IITs are. So that's it for today. I shall be back this very week with another segment where I take on some misconceptions about technology. Until then, tell me what you want me to cover. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. It's U-N-D-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. Or you can write to me at podcast.thethindustantimes.com. Talk to you next time. This was a Live Mint production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.